G'day guys, and welcome to the John's Cast episode one, meeting John Z. So, here we are, I've kind of just decided, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast, get my thoughts out, talk about whatever, clubbing, gym, F1, NFL, AFL, whatever's hot, whatever's not. So, today is kind of going to be a get to know me episode, we're going to be doing a bit of a QA. and I've got some questions that people sent in through my Instagram for those that don't know me, I'm John Zebra. My real name is Ayrton, but that's the alias I go under. I'm 19 years old. I'm studying business marketing at RMIT. I'm an avid Lewis Hamilton and F1 fan. I love the LA Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles, and Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. Mainly the Chargers, though. And I'm a diehard Carlton supporter. I also really enjoy going out to the clubs and going and partying. So, we're going to get the Q&A underway. It's just going to be a short episode today, just to for you guys to kind of listen in, get to know me. So, the first question, reveal the neck workout. I wouldn't say I have a specific neck workout in the gym. I just love to train my traps, which obviously gives the neck that shape. Um, A lot of it's just genetics. Maybe playing water polo in my youth also helped out, but there's not really a specific neck workout. Our next question is, Predict the NFL, AFC, and an NFC Championship, and the Super Bowl. That is a really good question. Okay, so for me, there's two locks on both in both conferences. For the AFC, the lock for them is the Buffalo Bills. I think they've got a really talented head coach, stacked roster, good QB, really good on defense, lots of weapons, and I think this is going to be the year that they finally get it together. In the NFC... It's hard to look past the LA Rams. They've basically built a stronger roster than what they actually had in their Super Bowl winning year, which is very impressive, adding talents like Allen Robinson. Whilst they have lost a number of players, I don't think it's going to harm them that much. Going up against the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, there's a bit of bias there, I'm going to admit. I think... For that second spot in the AFC Championship, it is out of the Chiefs, Chargers, Bengals, and Ravens. They're the teams I'm really high on this year, but I'm going to say the Chargers. Um, obviously a bit biased, but I think we've got the talent on both sides of the ball. we recruited well. We've drafted well. The coaching looked promising at points. Just needs a bit of refining. And going up against the Los Angeles Rams in the uh, NFC Championship, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Bold. Um, I think the usuals are out of the equation. I think the Bucks have lost a lot of plays, in particular the offensive line. They lost Alex Kappa, they lost Ryan Jensen, they've lost some key players on the offensive line, which is why Tom Brady's always been quite successful. That offensive line and having a strong O line through his career has really helped him be, turn into the player that he has been. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to really be feeling the loss of Devontae Adams. They don't have an outright wide receiver one. They do have Alan Lazard, and they did draft Christian Watson, but there's no certainty there. They're going to have to feed Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon the ball more. They're going to be running it more. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be able to explode out of the passing games he used to. Whilst I do love what they did on defense, I still think they're going to be a bit weaker. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, I I actually rate Jalen Hurts. I think he's a really talented QB, dual threat, good arm, good reads. Then what you've gone and done is you've gone and bolstered the offensive line. That was already one of the top five offensive lines in the league. You've gone and added 
one of the top ta- wide receiving talents in the NFL in AJ Brown, getting him for quite a steal, I must say. You've also gone into the draft and added Nakobe Dean and Jordan Davis, which two of my favorite prospects in the draft, two potential generational talents in their position, especially Jordan Davis and the way he's able to stop the run. Um, You've gone and added James Bradbury into the secondary, which is a massive improvement. And so I think it's going to be the Eagles and the Rams matching up in the NFC Championship. I do think the Rams will beat them. And I also think, as much as I don't want to say it, that the Bills will beat the Chargers in the AFC Championship and the Buffalo Bills beating LA Rams in the Super Bowl. The next question is from one of my very good friends, Sammy. Go-to drink and shot on a night out. This one's really easy. I love a Malibu and Coke. Always loved it. I've had lots of uh, dramatic nights because of it. And my favorite shot is a porn star shot. Um, just literally tastes like a pina colada in a shot. One of my old schoolmates, Orlando, asked, How are you today? I'm actually doing well. I woke up at about 11. Slept in a bit. Had some a good feed. Um, now just recording this. Um, end up to the gym later. Um, our next question is study tips. Look, I didn't get the best ATAR. However, one thing I will say, read the study design, take it in, memorize it. That's that's the first step. What was the Johnsy voluntary mass like? Okay, that's a, that's a good question. That's probably one of my fondest memories um, of high school. So for those that don't know what the Johnsy voluntary mass was, so... I went to Xavier College and Xavier give year 12 students the opportunity to kind of give a speech in a mass, literally talk about whatever, any troubles they've had, um, their redemption, which was kind of what mine was. For me, it was probably one of the biggest honours that I actually had during my high school time. Um, I was the last one due to COVID and I hope that I left a good message and a good legacy for the younger boys to take in. Um, and yeah, that probably the greatest privilege I ever had allowed me to kind of express myself in a way that I wasn't really able to allow me to put my thoughts and feelings, um, into words. And I'm forever grateful for that experience. Next question from JP. What's your favorite place to go in Melbourne? Look, I don't have one specific place. It depends really where I'm feeling. It's going to end up being Boutique after this Saturday. For those that don't know, I am the head host of Boutique, so I'm there every week. Um, Look, I really enjoy P1. I enjoy Panda Thursdays. I enjoy the Hawthorne Hotel. Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of places. Billboards, I don't have one specific place. Like, maybe if you had asked me two months ago, I'd say Panda Thursdays, but I've kind of expanded my reach out of Panda Thursdays and Love Machine lately. Here's a good question. What got you into doing club reviews on TikTok and how do you think it gained so much traction? I really like that question. So for me, it was kind of, it was actually a weird post. I was quite drunk at Love Mac at Panda Thursdays one night and I just filmed a video, like a vlog. I was like, you know what? I can turn this into like a review of it. It's like a club I really like. So for me, there was a bit of benefit doing that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to review this club. Um, Really surprised me the amount of people that got around it um it got I can't think it got like 50,000 views in the end and I think the reason it gained so much traction is because 
here you have a guy that's kind of just filming a nightclub and it's he's giving his thoughts on it, telling people what to do. Like, a lot of people can't, don't, like, they go to a club and, like, they hear stuff about it, but they actually don't see what it's like. So the fact that I was giving people a rundown of the whole night, what they do, instead of just, like, you know, seeing photos and stuff and, you know, the professionally edited videos, I think people really like that authenticity. And obviously when I'm reviewing you know, places to go, people are sharing it to their friends and they're saying, let's go here. So that obviously feeds the algorithm, you know, having a lot of shares. So I think that's, um, that was the reason it gained that much traction. I think people just are genuinely interested in hearing where the good clubs are. What's the opinion on the final race last year? Ah, the fabled, the fabled Abu Dhabi. So obviously I'm, I'm not over it personally. It's, it wasn't the best experience as a Lewis Hamilton fan, but you know it is what it is. He won seven titles. I can't really complain. It's a shame that he won't get that eighth anytime soon. Maybe next year we'll see what happens. But it is. I've kind of moved on from it. It still annoys me. It's just I just can't believe it. But yeah, congrats to Max and everything. Like they did a good job. You know, part of me thinks that Hamilton hundred percent deserved that race win, but. You know, Verstappen did probably deserve that title that little bit more. He was very consistent over the whole season, whereas Hamilton kind of just turned it on in the last few races. Top five current NFL tight ends, in order. So, I'm going to go Travis Kelsey at number one. That shouldn't really be a debate in terms of what he's done. George Kittle, number two, has the potential to be number one if he stays healthy. Mark Andrews, number three, really good season last year, but he is the number one target on his team. The Ravens don't have any other wide receivers. I'm going to go with Darren Waller at number four. Um, very versatile tight end, broke out out of nowhere. And at number five, I'm going to put Kyle Pitts. I don't think TJ Hawkinson is in the mix yet. Pitts was basically the number one receiver for Atlanta last year. He did a really good job as a rookie, especially considering that tight ends do take a long time to develop. If Rob Gronkowski hadn't retired, I'd put Gronk in at five just because of what he was still able to do at such an older age. And yeah, I think that's a a pretty valid list, pretty streamlined with the consensus rankings. Do you ever get sick of going out? Look, there's some nights where I'll go out purely because there's some event on or I'm getting paid to go or one of my mates is DJing and I really can't be bothered, but... If I am going out when I can't be bothered, it's usually just because I'm either making money or I'm just going to support my mates. Do I get sick of it? Sometimes, yeah. Like, it depends. If I go out three, four times a week, like this week, I'm kind of not really keen on going out. I didn't really want to go out last night, being Thursday. I literally just went to support one of my mates who was DJing. Um, I'm not too keen on going out tonight. I'm going to Mango, which I'm actually a bit excited about. It's just I wish it wasn't on a Friday night. Um... So I'm doing a club review at Mango tonight, which is a J-up. It's just like I'm a bit burnt out over the last few weeks, especially because I went back to uni this week. Um, but I'm very keen for boutique. But yeah, I'd say I sometimes get sick of it. It's just, you know, you go out to support the people that support you. Is Mitch Milf Hunter Walters actually a good DJ? Look, I think he's a great DJ. He can play any music, house, techno, party, even though he doesn't like playing party and commercially, he does love a bit of that high-speed techno music. Um, I think he's a good DJ. He's come out of nowhere and he's playing, you know, 11, you know, 11 to 12 main room at billboards in front of a packed house. Like, how good, you know, does that get? 
Why didn't you win fantasy football? Because Antonio Brown decided to be an absolute flog. Ronald Jones decided to forget how to run the ball. And um, a few RB2 and 3s decided to have the best game of their career for my opponent being Tom Reeve. Favourite hardstyle artist? Look, look, it's going to be a bit cliche. I do love um, Darren Styles. Back when he was Styles and Breeze, like he's been one of the OGs in the industry. It's always a joy seeing him play. I love Ben Nicky, but he's not really a hardstyle artist. He does do a bit of hardstyle, but he does more trance and whatnot. Um, obviously, up and coming, I love Colin Hanners. I love what he's doing with his mixes. Absolutely killing the game at the moment. Um, I wouldn't say I really have a set specific favorite artist. Like there's songs and tracks from all the artists that I really enjoy listening to. What's the prediction for the Super Bowl teams this year? As previously stated, Bills, Rams. Um, in a perfect world, it's Chargers, Rams or Chargers, Eagles. Um, so yeah. Why do you go clubbing so much? Are you trying to achieve something? That's that's a good question. Okay. So, yeah. I do go clubbing a lot, three, four times a week. Probably the last eight weeks, I've been out about four times a week, which is pretty absurd. Um, And am I trying to achieve something? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to build up my brand. I'm trying to monetize something that I basically would do, you know, for free, obviously, or pay to do being night clubbing, like I love going out clubbing, I'm trying to monetize it, I'm trying to build up my brand, the end game is to have my own night, like the end game is to have a club that I own, operate, manage with a few mates, but look, I'm still a few years off, I've got to learn, learn the ways of my uh, mentors who are doing a really good job at the moment, learn just the ways of business and how business operates, like I'm not, if I'm going to start a club, I'm not going to go half-hearted with it. I'm going to make sure it's good. I'm going to make sure that all every part of the industry, every part of the club is going to be a success. It's going to be profitable. It's going to be a fun club. It's going to be a safe club. It's going to be a club that people would actually want to go to week in, week out. Um, so I'm not just going to rush into it. I'm going to learn everything I can before I actually do it. And yeah, obviously trying to grow my social media profile as John Zebra. That's a main reason I do go out clubbing a lot. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to eventually um, have my own club. I'm trying to monetize something I enjoy doing. And I'm trying to build up my reputation in the industry because I love the industry so much. I love doing it. I love going out. Um, and the more people I can network it with and, you know, meet, the better. When will Lando Norris win his first race, do you reckon? I'm actually not sure. He threw it away in Russia last year. Um, you know, you can say the rain cost, you know, cost him, but... Hamilton made it into the pits and won the race. There's no reason why Norris couldn't do that. Obviously, down to a bit of inexperience. I can't really see him winning a race this year. The McLaren isn't overly competitive. I actually think that he needs to leave McLaren. Um, honestly, if Lewis Hamilton does retire soon, I think that is the drive that he should really be going after. He's got all the talent in the world to be up there with the best. It's just, does he want to hang out, hang around with McLaren or... Does he want to further his career at one of the top teams? I think that's really the only way. I can't see McLaren getting into top three contention very soon unless they get their act together. 
where did the idea of the Ziz Cake come from? So, if, for those that don't know what a Ziz Cake is, um, it's basically like a protein shake just turned into a pancake. Um, so, basically, I was just like, you know what? I want to eat something proper. Um, so, I basically just poured my protein um, mix into a pancake and made it. And, yeah, that's it. So, Q&A is done. I'm going to go through a few sporting stuff that's happening this week. So I'm going to basically give my predictions for the AFL this week. So, Fremantle v. Richmond. Dustin Martin's out with a hamstring industry. I'm going to go Fremantle. I think that's safe. North Melbourne v. Hawthorne at Blundstone. I'm going to go Hawthorne. I think that's pretty safe. Sydney v. Adelaide. Sydney, clearly. Port v. Geelong at the Adelaide Oval. As much as I'd love to say Port Adelaide, I think Geelong's got that. Brisbane v, v Suns, Brisbane. Dogs v Melbourne. It's at Marvel Stadium. I think that the Western Bulldogs are going to upset Melbourne. That's my upset for the week. Greater Western Sydney Giants versus Carlton at Marvel. I'm a Carlton supporter. You already know I'm saying Carlton. Collingwood v Essendon. At the MCG, I'm going to go Essendon. Collingwood have really just gotten away lucky the last two weeks um, with some small wins. So I'm going to go Essendon for that. Second upset for the week. And West Coast v St Kilda. I think I'm going to go St Kilda with that. Now we're going to get into our French Grand Prix predictions. So F1 returns to Le Castellet at Paul Ricard. Um, it's going to be an interesting weekend. It's going to be very hot. Mercedes have brought a major update package. Um, I was on the Wouldn't Have Thought podcast earlier this week where I gave my podium predictions. I'm going to give my top 10 predictions to this week. So, in 10th place, I'm going to put Sebastian Vettel. Um, ultra talented. The car's an absolute dog. Um, would love to see him in the top 10. And I really hope he does. In P9, I'm going to go Pierre Gasly. Um, home race, Alpha Tari, same with Dawson Martin. Been a bit of a dog the whole season. Um, you know, I'd love to see him do well. Again, we need him up there. In P8, Fernando Alonso. Pretty self-explanatory. Good driver. Um, knows the track pretty well. Can always count him in there. In P7, bit of a bold one. Valtteri Bottas. Um, been a bit unlucky the last few weeks. Hasn't had the best luck. Um, cars been underperforming a little bit, but I think they'll bounce back quite well this weekend. The Alfa Romeo is quite good in the heat. Um, and we move on to P6. I'm going to go Esteban Ocon. And I said it on the Wouldn't Have Thought podcast a few times. I think he's a lock for P6, personally. I think there's going to be a few front-running DNS, which we'll get into as we progress up the order. Um, and I think Ocon is going to end up P6. P5. I'm going to go Carlos Sainz. I think the Ferrari is going to struggle in the heat once again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Ferraris DNF'd. Hopefully not Science. Hopefully not Leclerc. I actually hope none of them DNF just to keep the title fight alive. So, P5, I'm going to go Carlos Science. 
in P4, utilizing the brand new upgrades that Mercedes have brought and the high temperatures that will allow Mercedes to run in better conditions and be able to heat up their tires, which they've struggled with all season. George Russell, um, as I've said, it's going to be hot. Mercedes shouldn't have an issue with warming up their tires, which they've basically been plagued with the whole season. Um, they have been running well in the heat lately, and I think George um, can definitely bring the car home to P4. In P3, I'm going to put Charles Leclerc. Assuming he doesn't DNF, which I actually think is a bit of a chance, um, P3. He's not going to be in that 1-2 with Max Verstappen, who is in the top two. You're wondering what happened to Sergio Perez. Well, I think Perez is going to DNF. I think another DNF for Sergio Perez. He's been very unlucky um, the last the whole season, really. He's had a few um, bad races. He's had some absolutely stellar drives, like in Monaco and Silverstone, that come back. Um, so by, I think he's going to DNF, and I... You know, I mentioned it on the with the boys on the Wolf podcast. Um, in P two, and this is going to be controversial. Max Verstappen. Um, part of this uh, deliberation is down to my Lewis Hamilton bias, but look, the Red Bull again. These red the Red Bull and the Ferrari have not handled themselves. Well, in the hot conditions, obviously with Bahrain, both Red Bulls blowing up um, in Australia, which was quite hot as well. Um, the the Sappens engine going kaboom. Um, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. I think it's still going to be a close race, but I just can't. I just don't. I just got a feeling that Lewis Hamilton he he could have won in Spain, he could have won in Silverstone, but he's going to come through. And win the French Grand Prix. It, he's, it's probably one of his best tracks. Dominated here in 2018 and 2019. Got a bit unlucky in 2021. Um, obviously, great strategy by Red Bull in 2021. Fair play to them. But I think Lewis Hamilton is going to make the most of this new Mercedes upgrade package. He's been in stellar form with back with back to back to back P3 finishes. Um, you know, had a genuine chance at winning in Silverstone, had really good race pace in Austria. Um, and I think he's going to win. I think he's going to break the drought that's plagued him since Saudi Arabia. And I genuinely think that Lewis Hamilton will actually win the French Grand Prix. Now, going on to DNS, I have a, I have a few. Because of the extreme temperatures, I'm going to go with Yuki Tsunoda DNF. Um, Daniel Ricciardo. DNF. Mick Schumacher. The Ferrari have been struggling in the heat. We saw it in Spain. And continuing with his bad luck, Joe Guanyu. I think the Williams drivers will be on the fringe of the points along with Lando Norris and Lance Stroll. Kevin Magnussen I probably had, is a shout for P12, P11. He's been quite handy at Paul Ricard lately. Um, But yeah, obviously it's going to be quite an interesting race. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't think any of us are sure what's going to happen. Um, we don't know how these upgrade packages are going to work. We can only assume how the cars are going to behave in the heat. But yeah, I'm going to go with 
Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc for my top three. So, thank you all for tuning in to the John's Cast episode one. I hope you learned a little bit about me. I hope you enjoyed my uh, weekend predictions for this week of sport. I'm very excited. It's big, you know, getting the back end of the AFL season. The NFL season is only 50 days away, so that's very exciting. Fantasy football is going to start up. The preseason will start up. Training camps are all starting up. It is a very intriguing battle for the Formula One World Championship at the moment. I really hope Charles Leclerc is able to bounce back. And I also really hope that and Mercedes are able to get involved in the fight, take the fight to Red Bull. Cool, throw a spanner in the works in the second half of the season. We will see what happens. Thank you for tuning in to the John's Cast. Next episode, we'll have a special guest on to discuss a number of topics. So, thank you for your time, and I will see you in the next one. Cheers, guys. Cheers.